You're listening to the Redemption Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. All right, turn your Bibles to Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1 is where we're going to head. But before I get started in the Bible study, let me just say it. Happy New Year. Oh, man, happy New Year. 2022. I love New Year's. They're fresh starts. And although it's just another year, it's a special time of year to be alive, to be with you in this season. You know, day after day, month after month, year after year, uh, things tend to just go the older you get. Uh, but I love that how we have a calendar and it breaks things up for us and causes us to pause and ponder. Many of us have been enjoying this Christmas break with our family and friends and the holiday and the season and all this extra time off. And it gives us time to think, to process. And as we enter into this new year, I want to process with you and ponder with you today about where God is leading us as a church. To look back in 2021 and say, thank you, Lord, for all you've done in our lives. And and to say, okay, you know, God, where are you guiding us? And we know that God prophetically gives us words of encouragement to guide us, to direct us. We have his word, and that's what we want to do today. We're going to get into our Bible study, Acts chapter 1. But I, I want to give you a little bit of a format of what I'm thinking how I want us to grow uh, today and what this talk is all about. I want us to look as a church of where I believe God is guiding us. And I also want to take time to look back and praise his name. And so there's really more of like four sections to this video message or service, you can say. Uh, First off, we're going to get into God's word. We're going to have a Bible study, a devotional from God's word, because it's always good to be guided by God's word when we talk about vision, direction for your life. I want you to understand that that, man, you, we as a people need to go to God's word continually. Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint, but blessed is he who keeps the law. We are blessed when we keep the word of the Lord, his precepts, his law in our heart, apply him to our lives. And this is where we get our prophetic vision. We don't just make up words or things that we think about and try to, uh, speak it into existence. No, the Bible has given us the will of God. And so we want to go to God's word to see where he is leading us as a people right now. And so our vision should come from the Lord, his word. And and that's what we're going to do. I want to share with you uh, sort of the second part of this message is, is the word for our church. So I want to give you a Bible study, but I also want to give you the word for our church and how it applies to us. And I'll be integrating those two things together because God has directed our church uh, by giving us direction of words, of direction, of, of vision. Um, you know, we need to not only hear God's word, but after we study what God has for us, we need to try to apply it. Jesus said we're blessed when we apply his word. And so we want to not just hear the word for our church, but we want to say, okay, now what does this mean for us moving forward in 2022 and beyond? And uh, I want us to apply God's word and to grow in that. So we'll do our Bible study. We'll have some specific application for us as a church, and then we'll take time to remember. I want us to reflect on God's goodness and faithfulness in our lives as we take time to remember. When it comes to vision or new beginnings, We're often uh, just so quick to move ahead without remembering. But as we remember, it gives us strength to move ahead. 
And as we're in a new year, I don't want to just talk about the vision of the future. I want to remind us of God's faithfulness and give you some simple questions to process and ponder on God's faithfulness and His goodness to your life. So this is going to take some work for you. You may want to get a, a, a piece of notepad and paper to take notes and uh, journal and get these things out. Um, I was reminded of this in First sec- Chronicles chapter 16, verses 11 and 12. It says, Seek the Lord in His strength. Seek his presence continually. Remember the wondrous works that he has done, his miracles and judgments he uttered. Uh, We need to take time to remember God's faithfulness. And I believe that as we do that, it will strengthen us to move forward in what God has for us. And so I want you to understand this is a part of this video, this service. Uh, It's going to be broken down into sections and I'll guide us through, but I have some simple questions for you to process and ponder at the end of this video. I'll say them now, but I'll say them again. And obviously it's on video, so you can rewind if you miss it or if I go too fast. But I want us to think about how have you seen God work in 2021? Take time to process, ponder, write those things down. What are you thankful for that God has done in your life? Not just in one year, but maybe this last 10 years, maybe uh, since you've been saved, maybe what God has brought you through. Let's take time to ponder and remember that. In what areas do you need to grow in your faith and help from Jesus' Spirit to to equip you? Uh, Where, as you look forward to your own life, where do you need to grow? And ask God to give you guidance for the new year. These are all questions or things to help you reflect, and they're important. As you'll see, as we get into our Bible study, they'll be applicable to the word of the year. Finally, we need to be a people of thanks, and part of us solidifying uh, learning and processing what God has done. I want to give you a challenge to share your testimony, to share some of the things that you've been prayed through and been seen by the, the given uh, revelation by the Spirit of how God has worked in your life. Share that with other people. You know, I was going to do... Uh, um, in our service this week, uh, live testimonies and give you guys opportunity to do that. But now I have to challenge you to go a step further, not just share, but share via social media, share via calling someone in the church. Let me know. As your pastor, I am always encouraged to hear how God is working in your life. And so I'm prepping you now to share because the Bible says that we are a chosen race, a royal priesthood. We were once a people far off, not a nation, but now we are a nation, a nation of God's mercy. And we're to uh, ex- we're to be a people that explain His excellencies to the world. And so let's practice, let's participate, let's proclaim how Jesus has worked in our lives. Because remember, ministry should be an overflow of our lives. And so we should be expecting God to do a work in our hearts and in our lives, even right now via video as we go to God's Word. And so I want you, as you experience God in your heart and hear from Him and see and be reminded of the things He's done. To tell people in the church, most of you have my cell number, call me. Call me this week. Uh, Call other people in the church. Pray with one another. And let's be people that share our testimony. All right. So let's get into it. Acts chapter 1. Those are the four sections. We'll start with our devotional or Bible study, as we always do as a church, getting into God's Word. Acts chapter 1, verses 1 
through 11. I'm going to read uh, with my Bible. I hope you have your Bible. Listen, people, uh, we just have the Spirit of God, the power of the gospel, and God's Word right here. I don't have any slides. I did have them made, but it's too hard for me to do this live on a video and process all this different stuff. So, hey, read along on your smartphone. Go on the internet. It's Acts chapter 1, verses 1 through 11, or read in your physical Bible like I'm about to do. So here's God's Word. Acts chapter 1, verse 1 through 11, it says, In the first book, O Theopolis, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up after he had been given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. This is now Luke writing to a Theopolis, uh, who was a believer now, and Luke is saying, hey, I started to give you this gospel, uh, gospel of Luke, and now I'm moving forward in the story and giving you the, the how the Spirit of Jesus is working in the church. Uh, and so he says in verse 3, He, speaking of Jesus, presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. Pretty awesome that Jesus rose again, and then there was witnesses and proof of him being alive. Um, and while staying with them in verse 4, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will baptize with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So, in verse 6, when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven, as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Now listen, I know that's a lot, especially with I don't have slides and you're just reading along, but what we do always as a church is look through God's look through God's word and then we break it down, we process, we ponder, we study it together. And so I have three points for you in this message and I want us to get some encouragement, some guidance, some revelation from God and his word, especially when we talk about vision and the future. You see, I often pray as the pastor, not only for you, but for us as a group collectively, how God has brought people to Redemption Church to do a specific work. And I want wisdom. I want to be led in God's wisdom, not in my own strength, but in God's strength. And so I believe that God is alive, like this text said, um, that his spirit directs the church. And so I, I pray and ask God for wisdom um, to guide us. And oftentimes I do that by asking God to give me a specific word for the year. Now, if you remember last year, was a sort of a hard word. It was this Greek word, Tharseo. It was this be bold, stay in there, steadfast, have courage, just keep going. Uh, and that was the word for us. And it really helped me make decisions to just persevere, to, to, to continue to go on. And so I was doing that in the month of December, which is a little late because oftentimes it takes a little while for God to give me this word or to speak. But he kept on bringing a certain word to my mind two times in the month of December. And uh, it was actually specifically on both of my Sabbath days. 
And I know that this is of the Lord because I wasn't specifically asking God and thinking about and strategically planning for the church. No, I was just in delighting and waiting on God and reading scripture and praying on my Sabbath and seeking him more as you supposed to do, delighting God's grace, my family and the gifts I have and meals and seeking God extra. And as I was seeking God extra, um, just personally, he just kept on bringing this word to my mind, testimony, testimony. And it just really solidified and confirmed that this would be the word for our church this year to guide us, to direct us. And, and I prayed through it asking, God, is this of you? And, and it really seemed to confirm in my spirit that this is the word for our church. That he's given me vision and future and encouragement through this word that I want to share with you today. But also, I want to be honest with you. When God gives me a word or gives direction, I don't have everything together. I'm just by faith claiming uh, what he's revealed and walking that out. And that's really what we should do. We don't need to make up or uh, or manipulate or, or, or have all this pressure. We just need to seek God. And as he speaks, we just obey and follow him. And so the word that he's given me is testimony. I don't know how necessarily how it's going to play out all year for us, um, but I am going to claim that as the word of the year and believe that is of the Lord and believe that he's going to give us something to testify this year. Can I get an amen? He's going to do something in our lives that we're going to be able to speak forth and give him praise for. And so as I was thinking about this word testimony, uh, it reminded me of the passage we just read, Acts chapter 1. It came to my mind because it shows us the important, some important truths about this word that we want, that I wanted us to understand moving forward and claiming this word for our church. Um, and so the first thing I see from this text text uh, that we just read to break it down. The first point I have for you is a testimony is powerful. A testimony is powerful. Now the context of Acts chapter one is Luke. He's writing to Theopolis again. His first letter to Theopolis was eyewitnesses account of Jesus' life. And we read that and looked at that really uh, just not too long ago as we looked at Luke chapter one, this account that Luke would give eyewitnesses and a focus of the gospel and life and work of Jesus Christ. And in Luke chapter 1, verse 3, it said, It seemed good to me also, having followed all things closely for some time past, to write an orderly account to you, most excellent Theopolis. Luke seemed good to write down eyewitnesses' accounts, stories, uh, to help someone's faith. Uh, this was a good thing for Luke to do, and I'm really glad he did it because it gave us another gospel, another uh, more details about the life and work of Jesus. Um, and not only helped Theopolis, but it helped many people's lives. It's helped you and me. Uh, we've all been uh, blessed by Luke's writing, and we're all blessed when people share their testimonies of what Jesus has done. You see, stories are powerful when they are interse intersected with Jesus's life, and they're meant to be shared, which shows us that our stories, you and I, our stories are, when they're intersected with Jesus, they're powerful and they're meant to be shared. They can have great impact. And that's what Luke was doing. He was writing now Acts, a second letter or eyewitness, these stories about the church and how the Holy Spirit was working to bless people. And I want to remind you that we are to share the stories that the Holy Spirit is working inside of us, the church, to other people to bless them, to build their faith, because a testimony is powerful, because it's really proof of a reality that is unseen. It's proof of reality that's unseen. Now, let me break this down. Let me give you an illustration for this. 
a witness in the court of law testifies about something that took place that they were an eyewitness to, to a jury. And they helped describe something that they saw that was a reality, but the jury never saw it. It was unseen to them. And when you have many witnesses, people accept that as reality. Uh, through testimony, uh, what is unseen becomes fact, proof, and a reality. And Luke tells us that the disciples' testimonies were proof that Jesus was alive. We did not see the resurrected Christ, but disciples saw it and testified it. And there was more than one, two, three. The Bible says that up to 500 people at one time. It gives us proof of a reality that Jesus is alive. And when we testify with our story, it gives people proof that Jesus is alive, a reality that is unseen. Uh, in Acts chapter 1, verse 3, Luke writes, He, speaking of Jesus, presented himself to be alive after his suffering by many proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. The disciples were witnesses, and this had a great impact on people and their reality. They even suffered for this witness, but they shared their testimony because it was powerful. It was powerful. And listen, as we experience Jesus, members of Redemption Church, followers of Jesus, as you uh, intersect your story with Jesus' story and His Spirit's working in you, it can have a great impact and effect on people's lives just simply as you share. Even if you're ridiculed, even if it costs you something, Man, it may be hard for you to share, but it's important because your testimony is powerful. And so Luke makes this point that the disciples' testimony is powerful, and that's why he's sharing it to Theopolis and to others. We need to share our testimony. It's powerful. Second thing we see in this text is this. A testimony is commanded by the Lord. So it's not only powerful, but it's commanded by God for us to do as his disciples. God wants us to share our experiences with him and testify to other people. So much so that he promised the Holy Spirit to empower us to testify or to be a witness. Now in verse 4 and 5, what we read, Luke says that the disciples were to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me for John baptized you with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Uh, verse 8 says that the reason we need the Holy Spirit is to be a witness, to testify, not only in our own community in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria, but to the ends of the earth. If we want to have spiritual impact, we need to wait. We need to be filled with God's Spirit. We need to be empowered by His Spirit to do a thing. And of course, we know the Holy Spirit has come to the church, not only in the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, so they would be a witness, but to us now through the gospel, having our sins forgiven and now being brought back to God, reconciled, we have the Holy Spirit inside of us and we are told to speak forth truth, to testify of God's goodness. God wanted not only to equip those disciples, he wants to equip us through the power of his Holy Spirit. And so when he commands us to do something, he enables us to do it. He commanded the disciples to testify, and he enabled the disciples to the Holy Spirit. He commands us to make disciples and to testify, and he, he enables us through the power of his Holy Spirit, and he transforms our lives from the inside out, that we can share our experiences to make great impact, and this is why he commanded it. 
And this commandment hasn't changed. It's the same for us today. When we experience God, we are to share that experience with other people. This is why online messages are so hard for me, because I want to hear from you. I know that when I talk, um, I may not hear your full story, but before service, after service, in community, we actually are strengthened. And church is more than just a service. It's more than just even a preacher preaching a message. We have something to share with one another, our experiences, and your guys' faith. Let me tell you, man, it has strengthened me. I am so encouraged by your guys' faith of how you keep coming to service, how you keep on hearing the word of God, or how you keep on giving finances or serving. I just, I love that about our church, that we have a group of people that really know Jesus and really want to follow him. That That is amazing. And it, it really encourages me as your pastor to know that God is working in you. And I hope that you're encouraged that I'm uh, God is working in me and I'm sharing with you. And, and that's what we're supposed to do together. And so this is why God commands us to share our testimony with one another. Uh, it's hard and it requires waiting. What do the disciples have to do? They had to wait because they had to wait God for them to do a work, him to do a work inside of uh, them. And we have to wait as well. We have to wait to have God do a work inside of us before we share with other people. But as we trust the Lord, he will do a work in us and he commands us to share that with other people. The third and final thing I want to share with you from this text. Uh, remember, I said devotional. I'm trying to keep it a little short with the devotion because we've got a lot of other elements as well. But this is not only a testimony powerful, not only are we commanded by the Lord to share a testimony, but a testimony is part of our purpose. A testimony is part of your purpose. Uh, it's interesting that the disciples were worried about heaven and Jesus' return immediately. Uh, but God wanted them to focus on the here and now, their purpose on life. Now, in verses 6 through 9, what we read, they ask about the restoration of Israel uh, and the future plan of Israel. They wanted to know the future, just like all of us, just like on a Vision Sunday. You want to know the future and how God's guiding. And what's interesting is Jesus told them not to worry about it, but to focus on being a witness. Uh, focus on what they could do. And this, to me, is just so freeing. I don't need to know everything about God's plan of the future to have purpose right here and right now. And when I have God work in my life and have a testimony experience, that is something that I can obtain and do right now. Now listen, my role is to obey what God tells me. Your role is to obey what God tells you. If he told you to share the things that he's doing in your heart, then do it. It just explained the revelation that you have received. And if you don't have certain revelation, don't try to make things up. Just walk with God and grow and mature. I have no idea what the future holds, and that's okay. Because I know God, and I know that He is in control of everything. I'm still seeking God for a Sunday spot, but I don't know when that will take place. It's hard to wait, isn't it? But it's important because in the waiting, God does something great in our hearts. And as God is gracious and ministers to us, our role is to testify of his grace and those things that he has done in our lives. I just need to obey God in each season of where I'm at. And this applies to me. It applies to you. According to whatever God has before us, he doesn't want us to worry about his return or the seasons or this, that, and the other. What can we do now, today, 
to praise God, to worship Him. We need to be reminded that there is a purpose in our waiting, in our frustration, in the hard seasons. There is still purpose, and we need to be reminded of this. And this is what the Lord reminded the disciples. Now look at verse 10 and 11. It says this, And while they were gazing into heaven, they were thinking and pondering about the future and the return of Christ and all these things, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven. This Jesus, whom is taken up into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. In other words, hey guys, go fulfill your purpose. Go wait on the Lord. Experience the Holy Spirit. Testify of his goodness. Go make disciples. You have a purpose. This is what we need to be reminded of. We need to wait on the Lord when it comes to the future. We need to obey Him today. We need to testify of Him. And it requires us pursuing Him and having a revelation for ourselves and then just proclaiming that to the world. It has great impact. Think about the impact the disciples made. Think about the impact we can make if we follow the same pattern. Guys, there's going to be a testimony we're going to be able to share. If we continue to meet, remain steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, we will not labor in vain. And there will be eternal fruit. And I believe that there will be immediate fruit here on this earth as uh, we pray for heaven to come to earth. God's will to be done here in Delray Beach and in our family's life and in our church life. And so we see in this text that a testimony is powerful. A testimony, it's commanded by the Lord to do. And it's a part of our purpose that we're to do it right here right now. This is the word that God has given us, testimony. So now what I want to do is get a lot more personal on how do we apply this as a church, as a community, together. Well, number one is we have to trust that God is working in us, and that's enough. That as we're waiting, as we're in this hard season, that God is working in us, and that is enough. I know it's hard especially in our church, as we've seen numbers go down. As this post-pandemic, not many people are accustomed to going to services. I've talked to many pastors and people. They, they notice the attendance has dropped. A lot of people have formed different habits. But they've also noticed uh, that it's not just in the church, it's in our culture. But specifically in the church, not just in general, our numbers. Redemption Church, we've shrunk. People have left. People are not coming. We've moved from a Sunday morning to Sunday night, and that's very inconvenient. And I am aware of this. I am uh, um, uh, understandable. Uh, I understand what's happening. And I, I'll even say this. I get discouraged by the numbers, just like you probably do. But I want us as people to think about how God wants to do a work in us. And trust me, I can get discouraged. I want many people to come to our service. I want many people to come to our uh, Lord in this area, right? Um, not just to our church, but many churches. But I also want to have faith and believe that God is doing a work. Let us not forget that God wants to grow us, that he is working in us. He is doing a deep work right now through us, giving us a testimony uh, letting us know that he's in control, letting us know that we can still worship him in this time. I want to remind you that you can still worship God in this season, that you have a choice to make. Will you continue to worship? You need to trust that God is working in our church and he is working and that is enough. Even though we may not see it by our eyes right now, we can look by faith. 
It's a hard season being small, doing Sunday nights instead of Sunday mornings. But I believe that God is still working. And I see this in your life. I see the power of your testimony. You being resilient, being steadfast, continually worshiping God as an encouragement. You know, I never thought that um, I would be known for being resilient, being, I guess, faithful. But man, I'm sure glad I am. I'm sure glad I haven't given up. And I'm sure praising the Lord that you haven't given up either. That whether it be online, that you're continually walking with God and hearing it, whether it be in in-person community groups or outreach events or Sunday night services, like we as a church have taken a lot of things. Listen, in the last eight years, we've moved six times. We should not be here. Okay? It's only by the grace of God. God continues to mature me. He continues to mature you. And he is working. And we are required to seek him no matter what. And so we need to trust that God, uh, God's work, God working in us is enough. That a testimony is powerful. And what he's doing in our church right now, even shrinking it, is giving us an amazing testimony. Because I believe he's still going to continue to work in our lives. And he's still going to use us to make a great impact. Why? Because I see the great impact in your life, in my life. I hope that you see it as well. The second thing is God commanded the disciples to share their testimony. God has commanded us what to do. He wants us to remain steadfast and we are still here. And so my focus as a pastor is to continue to shepherd and feed you God's word, whatever, whatever the season may be. Listen, it didn't even cross my mind this, uh, for this video to not shoot it. I'm just like, well, we can't meet in person. People still need to worship God. They need to hear God's word. Discipleship is still our focus. Um, those that want to hear the message in the Bible will tune in. Great. Praise the Lord. Because we are going to still focus on people in our church to disciple them, to love them, to care for them, and to feed them God's word. And this is one of the ways I know that God is continually uh, calling me to the ministries. He gives me vision and he gives me strength to teach people the word of God. He's really guided me through a teaching plan. When I think about testimony, he's given me vision for the first for the church of how we're to work in our own hearts, how we're having this great season of prayer and fasting coming up. And so we're going to do a series on prayer, prayer and fasting, and God wants to do a great work in us. Uh, fasting and, and prayer, we listen to God and we have him do a work in us. We have this testimony. God can do this work. Uh, the next teaching series is going to be a beacon of light. We're going to do a case study of Hezekiah, how he's going to bring, how we can have light and a hope in darkness. It seems bleak. It seems dark. It seems like a lot of people are pushing back in their faith. But God uses people, individuals, people like you and me, to be able to be testimonies of His glorious grace. We've been snatched from darkness into light. And I believe that God has put us in a specific reason, a specific season for this time, even though it's a hard time. And so we're going to be taking a, a case study from 2 Kings, Hezekiah that king, and, and looking what that looks like. And then we're going to take a long, deep dive in the book of Exodus. And we're going to talk about how God's plan uh, God's plan for redemption for us as his people, as a church, as individuals, how he brought the nation of Israel out and redeemed him and gave them law and guided them and directed him. He's doing the same thing for us and we can look to God's word for this direction. And so during the week, we're going to continue 
teaching you God's word and applying it and discussing it in community groups. And, and I'm teaching twice a week uh, live YouTube uh, devotionals, turning that into a podcast so you can hear it. I have a new season of EE Leaders. Chapter uh, season four is coming out where I interview my dad for wisdom and, and develop leaders. We're going to continue to have more classes and content. Listen, we're not going to stop no matter what happens until God returns. He's given us a call, a purpose right here and right now. Now the method will look different. The message may be over Facebook uh, or or, uh, YouTube or a podcast or in person or on a Sunday night or Sunday morning. Like I I don't know what kind of uh, method he'll use, but I know the message remains the same for our church and our testimony is powerful and he's commanded us to preach his gospel. And so that's what we're going to do. We want to continue to have a community, a church, a place where you can grow in your faith. You can hear God's word and be discipled. And I believe testimony is a powerful thing for that. And God wants to use you to grow in this season, not only in your own heart, but then to minister to other people. The third thing I think that God wants us to trust him first off, that he is working in our church, continue to do things he's called us to do, and then we're going to continue to focus on proclaiming Jesus. Listen, people need the gospel. They need to hear what is in our heart. There are a lot of good things happening in our church, happening in your life. I see the fruit. I see you growing. We need to have the Holy Spirit come upon us, pray for boldness, and share that. Not We're not just sharing the gospel uh, in our church, but we need to share it in our community, in our world. Be empowered by the Holy Spirit for Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. And so we want to continue to do outreach, continue to preach the gospel, continue to have that of focus in these dark days. The Bible says when things are evil, you double down and you shine your light even brighter. We're going to continue to do outreach. And whether that be booths in person, personal testimonies, invitations to services, man, friendship evangelism, I don't really know how, but I'm believing God is going to use us individually and collectively to share the gospel and continue to preach his word. We're continuing to put forth effort to reach people, to be witnesses. And this includes looking for a Sunday morning space. Listen, I even have a few emails out to new locations to say, hey, would you consider now? I mean, who knows with the spike being in a school, if they'll say yes. But listen, uh, I don't know necessarily how that's all going to work out. But I do know that culturally in our community, non-believers consider uh, Sunday morning service a good, easy time for them to come and hear the word of God. And so I want to do everything I can to find a space where people will actually attend. And I praise God that we have Barwick and Sunday nights, and I don't want to be discontent in the situation or season God has us in. It's amazing that we get to have that space, access the generosity, the space. Like I'm not going to blame our growth from a building or not, but I am going to focus on continually reaching people. And if Sunday mornings means reaching more people, then praise God. If God wants to grow our church, continue on Sunday night, then praise God. I'm not God. I don't know, but I'm going to pursue and continually to proclaim God and try these things like YouTube or podcast or um, discipleship, like personal evangelism, whatever it may be, we need to focus on getting what we've been learning and growing and spreading that out. We need to be praying and having this, our focus on this 21 day fast, that God would do a work in our area and his Holy Spirit will come upon people 
that we would be testifying of his gospel and his goodness. And I just want to remind us as a church that Sunday mornings is just one aspect of ministry. We are not defined by our service numbers and the uh, impact of what we do through one day of the week. We are sons and daughters through the power of the gospel. God is working in us and we need to celebrate that and believe God wants to use us for his glory. You know, in Acts chapter two, when when the Holy Spirit came upon Peter preached a message, it wasn't in the synagogue. It wasn't out. People were hearing on the streets. They were hearing their own language. It, it wasn't on a service. God was just doing a work and they were able to captivate. Uh, they were able to capture that opportunity and share the gospel. Let's be ready to capture the opportunity God has for us, whatever it may be. And so we're making real impact in people's lives. I hope that your lives are being impacted by Redemption Church and that we're pointing you to Jesus. That's always the goal. We as a church want to apply this word testimony and say we need to be focusing and sharing the gospel and what he's doing. And so we want to be praying for this impact, that God would do this work. We want to continue to support missionaries. So not just impact in our community, but in, in locally, we're, we're continually partnering with other churches here in this area, in our Jeru, in, uh, not only Jerusalem and Judea, but to the ends of the earth. You know, Be praying. Pastor Robin and I are going to be going next month, Lord willing, to Madrid, Spain, uh, and visiting the Valenzuela family and ministering in there. Uh, and then Mexico. Man, I'm still serving on the House of Blessing board. Uh, that ministry is expanding and growing in the outreach and gospel opportunity, not just with orphans. Um, and maybe it have, has shrunk back a little bit with that, but now it's more family care and sharing the gospel. Um, man, I'm just so proud of our church. We just raised $724 for the Vargas family at our Christmas party by just thinking about other people. And that's what we want to do. Remember, guys, we helped plan another church five minutes away, Proclaim Church. We're still in relationship with Will and Kristen, pouring into them, doing ministry together. We want to continue to pour into these missionaries, these church planners, these people that are pursuing Jesus and proclaiming Jesus to our nation and our world and our community. And so we have this impact of continually giving tithes and, uh, uh, a percentage of our tithes and offerings to these ministries. And I believe that God has given us this great purpose to make an impact to proactively pursue and proclaim Jesus together. And so it just encourages me that there are other people out there, you, that want to do this, that have a testimony, that are listening to this message right now. Uh, man, what a blessing this is that we can do this together. And I'm praying that we'll have this amazing, great uh, opportunity to share what God has done to others. So listen, God has to do a move or we're sunk. We're toast. Listen, I, it doesn't make sense to me. We don't have enough finances, really. We don't have enough uh, resources, our talent, our wisdom to move forward. Uh, you guys know this. Like, it has to be the Spirit of God that's going to uh, accelerate our church. And I don't think that that's a bad thing. It's a hard thing because we die to our flesh daily. It's a hard thing because we want to have a plan and be strategic. But listen, we just need God to work. And that's a good place to be. I think we're in a good position in 2022 to just continue to seek God for our own lives and ask the Holy Spirit to work on our lives and to help us. Um, and we need to make decisions that, that really are leaning into faith and trusting Him. And part of doing this is simply remembering His faithfulness in our lives. Psalm 105 verse 5 tells us, Remember the wondrous works that He has done, His miracles and judgments He uttered. We need to remember God's goodness in our lives. 
and that he's been actively working. You know, when I think about all the relationships, I just had opportunity to uh, see Andre and Angie. They were great members of our church. Andre served as a deacon, a board member, and just to see their new child, Nico, and dedicate him to the Lord with a few other people. And man, just the fruit that our church has had, it's so encouraging. And we, we, we need to be reminded of that as we think about the future and what God is doing. And so I, I want you to think about these questions because I think if, if you are going to be a part of Redemption Church, you need to be reminded that God has worked in your life in 2020 and 2022 during this pandemic, but also just saving you. God has a purpose and a plan for you. He's not done for you if you have breath. And so here are some simple questions I want you to write, write down, to process, to journal, and then to share, okay? Um, we're almost done with our time. I know that we're just hanging out here in my office, and it could be a lot. Maybe you've paused the video, and maybe you'll need to pause the video to get these questions down. But process with me these things, because we need to remember God has worked in our church's lives and worked in us individually. This is for you individually. How have you seen God work in your life? How have you seen God work in your life in the year 2021? Take time to pray. Ask God. Let you see that. Write that down. Process those things. What are you thankful for to God for your life and in your life? We're to be a people of thanks. We need to remember the past so we can spur us on to the future. Ask the Holy Spirit for your own personal word. If we're talking about testimony for us all, we need to be asking God Lord, what areas do we need to grow in? Do we need to mature in our faith this year? We need to think about this. We need to ask God, help us give us a strong testimony, whether it be with sexual purity, with our, with our language, with how we raise our kids, our, our being slow to anger. Like, what, where do we need to grow? Ask God these simple questions. And then ask God to give you guidance for this year and empower you to do the things he's telling you to do. Redemption Church is not just me and Laura. We're so blessed to have leaders. We're so blessed to have people come, congregants, members. We're so blessed to have you part of our church. We need you to make disciples with us. We need you to reflect on God's goodness and have the purpose and plan for your life and submission to God and what he wants. Guys, those that are weak need the strong. We want to be here for you. We want to help you. We want to continue to point you to Jesus. But we, you need to take ownership in your church. This is our church. God has brought this together. We've not folded. We've moved six times in eight years. And I'm praying we move again. But you know what? God is with us. He is working and wants to give us a testimony. And he wants us to be reminded of how he's worked so we can move forward in our testimony and continue to follow after him. And so lastly, to close, I would just challenge you to share what God has taught you. What has God taught you? What testimony do you have? I would normally, in our service, I would just have you stand up. Be flexible, man. Just share the things of the Lord. Share what you're thankful for. But I'm going to have to challenge you and encourage you to tell someone in our church. Because we're meeting via video this week. Listen, call me up. Send me an email. Write it down. Encourage me and let me know how God is working. Let's practice sharing the gospel and sharing our testimony with one another. You know, that's why I love community groups. Because we're just constantly processing and giving each other loving accountability and praying for one another and helping one another out in strengthening our testimony what God has done. 
And so I pray that you would have boldness by the power of the Holy Spirit to share your testimony with others. I love being able to share your stories with others. I'm sure this year we'll we'll have more testimonies, more videos to be able to share and hear how God has worked. But right now, this week, pray about texting someone or or calling someone and sharing your testimony of what God has done in your life. After you've processed, after you've prayed through and seen how God has worked in your life, share it with other people. And so, man, I just want to thank you guys for watching. Thanks for listening today. I know it could be a little weird or unusual uh, and even hard having me just speak on my laptop to you. Um, but listen, I trust that God used this time today to bless you To as we look to God's word, as we've seen God's uh, word of the years, we have trying to take giving questions and process this word and how God has worked for our lives. I believe that God wants to spur us forward and move forward together as a church. So let's continue to pray what this word would mean, testimony to make impact in our lives and the lives of others. And let's be Let's be ready to share our testimony with others. And so let me just pray for you uh, that you would be filled with the Spirit, encouraged, and that, um, man, God would continue to guide us. And so, Lord, we thank you that you can give us a testimony, that you can work. I pray right now, Lord, Holy Spirit, you would fill and empower everyone watching this video. I thank you for all the people a part of Redemption Church lives. I pray that you take ownership in redemption, that, Lord, you say that we're to pray for laborers, because the harvest is plenty, but the labors are few. And I thank you, God, how you've sent so many labors to our to our church family, people that want to serve and grow. And I just pray for their maturity. For the 2022, that this would be a year of strength and continued maturity. And that they would have this testimony and revelation from you that they can share with other people. So fill us all with your spirit. Help us to continue to move forward. And I just thank you, God, that in no matter what season, Sunday night, COVID, hardship, a great season, family, friends, whatever it may be, Lord, that you would help us to focus on you. Help us to continue to remain on mission, pursuing and proclaiming you together, and help us exalt you, Jesus. We want you to be glorified in our lives and in our church. And it's in, in your name we pray, Lord. Amen man.